0: Hi, I'm Maisha. And I'm Zara. And you're listening to That's What They Said,
1: where we break down the them versus us narrative.
0: So, Zara, what's the highest you've paid for a cell phone bill?
1: It's quite embarrassing, but I've paid up to $300 in bills. No way. Yes, very stupid. So,
0: why? Well,
1: just like any other plan, I had a base payment. My base payment was $70 or $60, something like that. But with the overage charges and additional charges and whatnot fees and more additional charges, I it added up. It added up to about 300 or even more. And, you know, I can admit that I was stupid. I should have been aware of these fees and whatnot, but I was young. And regardless, it's no secret, Canadian cell phone plans are expensive. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean... Even if you went over your limit, like your data, data limit, I mean, how much over you could have gone from yeah. 70 to 300. Yeah. And that's at that time, lot. I don't
1: even know if they um, sent messages for your over your limit. They probably did. Or they like, whether they tried to stop you from going over your limit. Who knows? Wow. But yeah, that's how much I paid.
0: <sighs> so I guess that's a question that everyone in Canada has, that why do we pay so much for our cell phone plans? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in our episode today. Yeah. The big three of the telecommunications industry yeah in canada
1: Mm -hmm. so let's start from the beginning we'll just break it down for you the big three that we're referring to is bell rogers and telus and for anyone that's living in canada or has a phone in canada you know what these three are these names are everywhere they're part of your internet your phone plans you know them so the breakdown of it is they own 90 percent of the market share in canada that is considered an oligopoly yeah, and that's not something you want to have because that basically nope. means that there's a few select companies that have basically a monopoly over a certain service that's being provided. So how it works with the telecommunications industry is, the government hosts auctions mm-hmm. for a cell phone spectrum, for a cell phone spectrum, and then these companies, these three big companies, Bell, Rogers, and Telus, mm-hmm. they bid, and then the winner gets to build the infrastructure to provide these telecom services off of that spectrum. So the services include your data, your text, your calls. And basically three companies, or the company that builds the infrastructure, owns the infrastructure. And this infrastructure is not cheap. They're expensive. To build it, it's a production. There's high cost. There's a lot of effort, a lot of work that goes into it.
0: So, so when you yeah. say infrastructure, it's the cell towers and stuff? Yeah, the know? cell towers. Oh, okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So basically anything that's required to provide the yeah. surface that okay. has to be built. So these big companies are usually the ones that build them because they are expensive and they're the only ones that can afford it. So by creating these infrastructures, they're creating high barriers to entry into the market for the new players. The new players, they can't afford to start from the beginning and have new infrastructure built, especially if they're just trying mm-hmm. to get into the business. Um, so the fact that these three big companies have power in the market, the fact that they own these infrastructures, and the fact that they're the only some of the only people that can actually go in and build new infrastructure and mm-hmm. have the capacity to build new infrastructure right off of the bat – it means that they have the power to reduce the competition because the new companies are not going to be able to do this right away. And when you reduce the competition, you're stifling innovation in pricing models because the big wigs don't think they need to be innovative in creating new pricing models.
0: Wow. So I guess the three other smaller service providers that we have, which is Kudo, Fido, Virgin, essentially, these are the Let's call them um, tier two uh, service providers. And each of them are a subsidiary. Actually, Kodo is by Telus. Mm-hmm. Fido is, I think, Rogers, by... Rogers, yeah. Bell or Rogers? I think and... it's
1: Rogers. I used to have Fido. Oh, okay. My $300 bill was Fido. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so Fido is by Rogers, and I think Virgin would be by Bell. So mm-hmm. these three are essentially... Um, the the big three actually created the smaller three uh, in order to you know appeal to the lower income student mm-hmm. base, but just so you know, even if you get these the uh, the plans from Fido, Kudo, or Virgin, they're actually second tier, which means the quality of the network that's being provided to you is yeah. not the same as Bell, Rogers, and Telus. So mm-hmm. essentially, you're not getting the best service either. Yeah. So what we're looking at is customers in Canada are paying a very high price for cell phone data plans Mm -hmm. and the service that we're getting is not even the industry best it's not like the world's best technology you know LTE network that we're getting Uh, if you go to other countries you can avail it for a much lower price according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development Canadians pay one of the highest price for cell phone Mm -hmm. uh, data plans and internet plans amongst the developed nations so we pay the highest price but we also have one of the highest rates of customer dissatisfaction so clearly that says that something is currently wrong in the telecommunications industry Mm -hmm. courtesy of these big three
1: yeah yeah for sure and you were actually mentioning that um other countries have much better plans didn't you say that you have some experience in bangladesh with i'm not very familiar with bangladesh plans as much but
0: uh-huh. uh, yeah because see the thing is um if if i remember because so, so i came to canada way back like when i was 18 mm-hmm. and at that time i came here and i was just looking at the price of these all these plans and i was yeah. just very stunned because i felt like i'm paying like say if i take a plan for kudo or fido i was yeah. paying say 50 bucks for like one gig of data whereas in bangladesh of course the infrastructure the Quality of the network is not the same as in Canada. But given what we have there, mm-hmm. um, I think the number of players in the market is a lot more. Yeah, there is sure. no oligopoly. I mean, sure, there's one or two big firms, but yeah. they don't control the market. Mm-hmm. we are seeing a lot more smaller ones come and take a lot of the market share. And that's happening because, you know, the government has opened the telecommunications industry to a yeah. lot more uh, players. Yeah. More firms means so more, more competition. competition yeah. Exactly. And more competition means uh, that drove down the prices, and customers are essentially benefiting from better product, lower price. Yeah.
1: And in terms of competition in Canada, there is a Competition Bureau. Mm-hmm. And the Competition Bureau has a Competition Act. Mm-hmm. So the Competition Act, it's a federal law. And it's responsible for enforcing laws that that basically prevent anti-competitive practices in Canada. Mm-hmm. So that corporations can't be, if they do practice in an anti-competitive Behavior, then the act is supposed to be enforced to prevent this from happening.
0: So there's actually like a framework which which prohibits, you know, these big three that technically you should not be acting as an oligopoly. Yeah. So if if the big three
1: decide to like use their, you know, power to do something that's not right, this competition act is supposed to be stopping them from doing so. Mm -hmm. But the issue here is that they the. Competition Bureau, who produces the Competition Act, they are under the Ministry of Innovation, Science, and Economic Development. And this ministry, their primary concern, or I don't know if that's right to say, but one of their main goals is also to promote innovation. So mm. while the two should go hand in hand, innovation should be promoted at the same rate as competition. Unfortunately, because the this ministry is affected by big industries in Canada, big industries have a huge lobby in them they have a huge state they can interfere politically (laughs) yeah i mean like that happens obviously that happens everywhere it's not something that we can even stop but the truth is that is a factor in this ministry it it is affected by big industries interfering so because they do this come the competition aspect of this ministry gets sidelined so competition is not given as much as a priority it seems like maybe the competition uh, bureau needs a bit more independence.
0: A mm-hmm, bit, bit more saying.
1: independence from this ministry,
0: because essentially, because these big corporations have so much lobbying power. Yeah. they're lobbying the ministry to incline more towards innovation mm-hmm. and uh, overlook uh, their these their competitive practices. Yeah, which allows them to like do all these like anti-competitive things, reducing you know creating higher barriers to entry. Yeah, exactly. Okay,
1: got it. So. No one's really making competition a priority. So no one's trying to get new players into the... Or they are trying, but say they're not enforcing the, pra- the policies mm-hmm. that should be enacted on these big wigs. But yeah. they're not really taking, the priority, taking that as a priority. Mm-hmm. So the three big players are basically enjoying zero ac- accountability. And this has been going on for the past three decades. These wow. um, big wigs have been around for 30 years now. And while they do have accountability, the fact that no one is following them around trying to be like, Here, be accountable for your actions, try to help the consumers, blah, blah, blah. No one's really behind them as much Uh as they should be. So because of this, little companies aren't being able to succeed. One company that did try was Wind.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, In 2007,
1: Wind Mobile was released. They tried entering the market. And basically, based on the existing government regulatory framework, they started building cell towers because initially they did want to use the existing cell towers, the existing infrastructure. They didn't want to use it, but they weren't able to because these bigwigs, Rogers, Bell, Tellus, they, they, they pushed a lot. They pushed back. They created a lot of resistance. They tried to go to the court. They took them to court to try to prevent their towers from being shared with wind. And I think in the end, even though wind was growing... Wind did create its own... It started building yeah, its own yeah, infrastructure. Yeah, it started building its own infrastructure and they'd really tried and they were actually Canada's fastest growing network at that oh, point wow. but due to other pressures including investors bailing out because of the fact that canada doesn't promote Ooh, competition wasn't it,
0: th- wasn't it that uh, i think they had that egyptian investor yeah. who literally was you know quoting one of the other co-owners of Wind mobile was mm-hmm. being driven out of yeah, canada exactly
1: showing. i think they used other matters to be like, no, he's not supposed... To, he's not... There's other things wrong with him other than whatever. Oh, okay. Basically, they were using other reasons to drive him out of Canada. So
0: the government... So the, essentially, they didn't get the government support. So yeah. the government wasn't enforcing the regulation that they had.
1: Mm-hmm. And in general, there is a law in Canada that prevents certain foreign investments. A percentage mm-hmm. of foreign investments or a percentage of Canadian investments has to be in every company. So there's a whole new game with that. Mm-hmm. In general, it's not promoting... foreign competition or you're
0: just telling the entire world really that you know canada's not open to foreign investment yeah because you know you've got these uh, big companies Mm -hmm. who've got such a grip on the market yeah and the government on the other hand surely will write down regulations but it's not willing to support and enforce them
1: exactly yeah so with all the setbacks that wind faced they had to sell They they sold to Shaw, and now Shaw runs Freedom Mobile, which definitely has better plans. I'm on it. But (laughs) it definitely has better plans, but that's one player. I know there's a few other players, but...
0: And Freedom is still small. Much small compared to these big three, right? So that's one. So... I think following all of that, because that's been going for quite some time, right? I mean, for like over three decades, these big three had the market all to themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, 90% is not a joke. That's a huge market share. Yeah, for that's a huge players. market share, yeah. Um, so then, um, I think it was last year in 2018, the Canadian radio and uh, television and telecommunications commission, commission. <laughs> <laughs> to forget keep forgetting the abbreviation yeah um, so CRTC in 2018 after a lot of like you know uh, frustrations from uh, customers civil societies advocates they finally started a review of the policy and uh, a review of the practices in the telecommunications industry mm-hmm. Um because and Wanted to move to a newer objective where you know the the telecom industry would promote competition, yeah. affordability, consumer interest, and innovation. So, prior to the 2018 review, mm-hmm. uh, CRTC was more focused on innovation in the telecommunication sector, which, as you've mentioned, right, yeah. with little regards to competition. Yeah, so that review started in 2018 and still ongoing because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of uh The Competition Bureau actually was asked to even write up a report in in response to that review and just their assessment. And there'll be a lot of public consultations. And I think the outcome of the review will finally be given the results Mm in 2020. But um, uh, CRT, as part of the review, one of the proposals that CRT is actually considering is allowing new companies to come in and use the big three's existing infrastructure. So use the cell frequencies and the cell spectrum from the big three's existing cell towers.
1: That's what Wynn tried to do. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, right? Mm -hmm. Or wanted to do, but couldn't.
0: So back then, it's Mm -hmm. not something that CRTC supported. But now, given that... The high cost of entry into the market, which is mainly the infrastructure cost to build all these cell towers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, CRTC is considering, uh, allowing new companies to essentially use the big three's, uh, excess capacity because mm-hmm. big three is all these cell towers across Canada. Yeah. You know, they've got three decades. They've got a 30 year head start. Yes. They've got all of that built across Canada. They're very well connected. Mm-hmm. So. They've got all this excess capacity. 30-year
1: head start. That's a big head start. Exactly. Like, to think that tomorrow I want to start a company. Obviously, I cannot. But (laughs) if I had the means, if I could start a company and the other competitors are 30 years ahead of me. Yeah,
0: and it will take you so long. Right now, it's more expensive to build those Mm -hmm. towers. Not only are
1: they 30 years ahead of me, but there's already cell towers in place. I'm adding more cell towers. I'm building more cell towers. And essentially, kind of, That's not good for the consumers either because they don't want to see new cell towers being built on their land. The communities... Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. a good point, actually. The communities
0: of uh, towns or cities or uh, rural areas where all these towers are. It's just... You're just populating more. If you've got excess capacity... Why not let you know smaller companies entrance use it? Yeah. So these companies would be called mobile virtual network operators MVNOs. Yeah. Who will essentially purchase wholesale network access from the big three for a at a wholesale price. So that would be much lower than retail price. And then based on the access that they get on those cell towers yeah. or the infrastructure, they will be selling you know cell phone data, text, and call plans to consumers. But these plans will be much cheaper than the existing big plans by the big three because these new companies didn't have to incur the um, overhead cost, the startup fixed cost yeah. of building all this infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So I think let's try to, you know, let's just change our conversation yeah. and try to just, you know, look from the perspective of the big three. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it's fair to give them, a try to see what their reservations are, right? Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things that they ha- argue mm-hmm. is they're the ones who are putting the money on the table. They are building all this infrastructure, or they did, right? Yeah. And they're still investing in it. Yeah. Um, they're the ones who had to do all the negotiations in different locations. So it's a lot of uh, variables. Yeah, scouting, in play. so many things. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so because they've invested all of this, they're, well, they're the ones who've driven a lot of the innovation to mm-hmm. say in their words. Yeah. So allowing a third party or these MVNOs to piggyback off their investment. Yes. Kind of like, you know, disincentivizes them to continue doing that investment. And that's very common, right? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's how in an economy it works that, you know, firms will feel disincentivized Mm -hmm. if government comes in and says that, you know what, you can't charge a higher price. yeah, You know, that's how economics works. Yeah, So that's, disincentivization will stifle innovation. Or that's what the big three have yeah. presented yeah. in previous petitions and arguments mm-hmm. or consultations that they've had. Yeah. Um, especially, now if you think about it, we're moving into 5G from mm-hmm. next year most yeah. likely, right? Yeah. So considering the space at which the world's telecom is moving, yeah. we need that We investment. need innovation. innovation yeah. Exactly. We need that right? innovation.
1: It's actually funny because we say that competition creates or creates more innovation mm-hmm. because you are there's so much competition around you that you as a company want to innovate more so that you can compete with the other company and you can get Correct? consumers yeah but over here we're seeing that the big companies are arguing that if you're giving me more not necessarily more competition but if you're asking me to share
0: yeah. with
1: competitors you're reducing my innovation because yeah. now i don't want to mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. at the I end of the, the day this saying. entire argument Goes it's goes like to paradox. competition yeah. and innovation, but it's yeah. just from two different perspectives.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that they say, which is kind of true, right? Because the Canada is huge. Yes. Like the landmass is huge. Yeah. It's a huge area. Uh, you've got scattered population. Very true. Uh, and then in between, you've got sparsely populated areas. So this makes it quite challenging mm-hmm. for companies to deliver service to the customers. Yeah. So that for... That, so that makes Canada different than maybe, say, uh, I don't know, uh, Bangladesh or some other countries yeah. where it's a smaller landmass. So, you know, mm-hmm. you've got less cell towers to build. Yeah. So that can, in Canada, you'd have to invest a lot more to get that infrastructure up and running. Yeah. Um, so because of that, you know, the, Rogers, Bellis and have argued that we are investing so much money. We're putting in so much money on the table. Yeah. Um, we've they it, it feels like they will be disincentivized. Yeah. Uh, and I can see that. yeah, I can definitely understand
1: that like as a CEO of a company, like you would feel like I've put in all this effort mm-hmm. and like here I am I'm ha- being asked to share everything that I've worked so hard for, right? Mm-hmm. If you just think of it from a regular service that you're providing. yeah, yeah, so from that perspective, it makes sense, but there must be some sort of a solution, right? Yeah mm-hmm. So another reason that a lot of representatives or CEOs and whatnot say is they're providing a better service they believe that because really? <laughs> i don't know that's what they say but they they believe that they're providing a superior service they're as you said they are creating new innovative innovative technologies consistently not just not just that they have created in the past but they are creating new innovative technologies for the future especially mm-hmm. with 5g coming so they are putting so much effort time money into this at the same time, they're providing a superior service, is what they're saying.
0: See, so, I'd like to disagree because, it's mm-hmm. I mean, we're in Vancouver. But if I, like, there are some parts of, like, Burnaby yeah. where I'm, like, on the SkyTrain and I'm going. And I just literally, I'm on the phone with someone. And for, like, going from this one stop to another, yeah, they can't hear me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I use Rogers. so. Yeah there yeah. you go like um superior service I don't know yeah. customer dissatisfied right here <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I have the opposite experience because when I was with Rogers or Fido which is under Rogers mm-hmm. before I had great service like whether it was anywhere and like you know we live I lived in Kelowna so there's so many times that I went on hikes into like more remote areas and whatnot and I always had great service but now that I'm with Freedom I don't always have the best service sometimes I just walk downstairs so
0: there, and things- I don't have
1: good service so it's true like maybe in some locations it's great yeah, or maybe there's some aspect of something that the big wigs do get, right? Like, they do provide better service in some aspects. I personally don't always get the best <laughs> service with freedom, so, yeah. But, you know, that's debatable. It's arguable. We don't know who provides, whether they actually provide a superior service or no. whether that superior service is enough to justify that the they don't want to share. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's the big three's arguments. Those are the three arguments that they're making, which I think are kind of valid. Mm-hmm. It's definitely valid, but at the same time, consumers are also their priority. It's not just about money. It's not just about investments. It's not just about
0: you. Got to think about that. Yeah, you have to
1: think about us. <laughs> you are providing the service to us, the consumers, to me, to my Maisha, to you. And the truth is, more than anything, we want cheap plans. And maybe a better word is we want affordable plans. Mm-hmm. Period. There's
0: nothing for else sure. that, as
1: a consumer, we care about. We want to know that whatever we're paying paying for.
0: It, there's value to it. I mean... We want superior We don't want to be paying want, something. Yeah. Like, when I, I know that I might just be able to go to, like, some other place and be able to pay something cheaper for it. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, like, Australia is just as big as Canada. It's just as scattered, um, sparsely populated, and they have been able to achieve cheaper plans. Like, what the hell? Oh, like, really? Yeah, they have been able to achieve cheaper plans. And I think the same goes for Israel. They've uh-huh. had a similar situation to Canada where they had these three powerful... Um, companies telecommunication Mm -hmm. telecommunication companies but they were working with the government and working with consumers and working with the big companies able to find a solution you know
0: so it's possible
1: it's possible there's always a solution like literally as an engineer we have been taught there's a solution to every problem (laughs) so there must be a solution to this problem too like there's no way there isn't but you know i think it's really important to be in a competitive market you have to have more players whether and if you think of it in any scenario, whether you're applying for a job, whether you're applying for anything, you're always going to be like, I have to give something unique to the market that the other person applying for mm-hmm. this job doesn't have. In the same way, to have a competitive and a flourishing market, you have to have more players in the industry because that's going to encourage and stimulate innovation. It's going to increase choices for consumers who are more well-informed and who will have needs more needs displayed to their um, to these companies being like, I need this, I need that. And companies are gonna want to meet their demands. At the same time they're gonna try to lower prices so that they can meet those demands at a lower price than their competitor. Right? I mean
0: I mean, you know, theoretically mm-hmm. the ideal situation would be like a perfectly competitive market. You yeah. Know, right. Where every firm is like a price taker. Mm-hmm. So there's one price and, you know, there's there's no like price distortion. But here we have an oligopoly where by virtue of their market share yeah. they're able to distort the price and charge a really high price to all yeah. consumers and you're not really thinking the end benefit to the sorry you're not thinking about the benefit to the end consumer mm-hmm. and as a consumer that pisses me off yeah because
1: these big companies are not accountable for their actions they are they're throwing new plans at us when a new when a new smaller company comes and says we're offering you unlimited data or like mm-hmm. this many gigs for this price all of a sudden, these big companies come up with these new plans okay. that are just like, kind of emulate the new, mm-hmm. the small companies' plans, but say they'll, there's a fine line, right? There's a fine print. There's they're saying you're only getting it for this period of time, or okay, there's overage charges, or like there's this. So they just try to meet the demand of the consumer periodically or for that period, and not for the long term. Yeah. So I think competition will create more accountability for these big companies. Mm-hmm. Will create more. They have a bigger responsibility to make us consumers happy
0: i think yeah especially see right now the way they the the the, these three operate you know i feel like it's borderline collusion Mm -hmm. because the way the the way they time their plans the release of the plans you know rogers more recently talked about this roger infinity plan and then Telus and bell also came up with these limited promotions and i'm like i feel like you three are like borderline collusion. i mean hey you know i'm not an expert And I'm not making claims, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way I look at it, that, hey, you've got all this infrastructure and excess capacity, so it would be good to let those MVNOs Mm Use it. So you know the CRTC is considering that. So if I had to ever give feedback, I'd be like, you know, as a consumer, I think that'd be great because yeah. you're using the excess capacity and you're letting more firms in. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: This, I mean, you know, look at how big pharma works, right? When, uh, um, say for example, uh, GlaxoSmithKline comes up with a new drug, right? Usually, yeah. you can apply for a patent and say for 20 years, oh, you're the person who can produce that drug, right? But once the patent runs out, it's open for production to, for everyone. I mean, that's why we have generic drugs, right? Mm-hmm. So sure, you can enjoy that benefit and these big three have already enjoyed like 30 years of it Benefits, yes. so now I think it's time to like let that benefit yeah. you know be enjoyed by other players you know in the industry yeah um, and by us
1: consumers <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes. I feel like you know these anti-competitive practices that they have like you know not letting new firms in uh, creating such high barriers to entering the market and releasing expensive data plans around the same time mm-hmm. uh, it-, it just fills their pockets while ripping off Mine. Yeah, basically. Um, so, and to just another note, I don't feel like, you know, they're even offering us like the world's best no, technology. No, they're definitely not. Like, they're too relevant for the Canadian market. But if I, you know, look globally, they're not coming up with all this innovative, you know, no, amazing not. technology. So...
1: If anything, they're bringing innovative technologies into Canada. Yes, from exactly. Out, from, from the global market.
0: But the price they are charging me yeah. is as if you've created yeah, that.
1: I'm sure that they way. have. It's I definitely don't it. know. But yeah. overall, it's not like... The rest of the world doesn't have something that we have.
0: So you're like. So you're a, not an
1: industry leader. Yeah.
0: So you're like a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. And you're creating this sort of like berry or should I say like a cage around Canada, right? Mm. Because to other people who might want to enter the telecom industry in Canada, mm-hmm. you're not letting them.
1: No. And like as somebody who lives in Canada, I do want companies here that are at the height of innovation that are creating solutions to everyday problems that can compete in a global market. I want that. I want that pride as someone mm-hmm. who lives in Canada. But at the same time, I am a consumer as well. So I do want not to be ripped off for a simple basic service, which we consider a basic service today as phone and internet. Oh, for
0: sure. I mm-hmm. mean, and consider the importance yeah. of internet, right? It's... Yeah. it's everything now, your access to job, education, yeah. you have to be digitally yeah. equipped. Yeah, and I need data when I'm yeah. not
1: just sitting at home connected yeah. to internet. Like, I work on site a lot, so yeah. when I'm on site, I need to be able to look something up so that I can tell a contractor, mm-hmm. like, oh no, you're doing this wrong yeah. or like, this is not the regulation. Like, I need to be able to search things quickly. I need to be able to look at my email quickly.
0: And but not and not be told, oh, your data is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over 100% <laughs> Not gonna used. lie, that's
1: happened. Yes. <laughs> so, and, anyway.
0: and, I, and I think, you know, another thing is, because there are all these like you know sparsely populated areas in Canada yeah. and by virtue of existing in the market for so long big three's reputation is so widely re- you know wow. widely reached and everyone knows about it yeah. in those areas consumers will rely on you more they're more inclined to use your service and new players yeah. is har- it's harder for them to get into that market in the first place or into those areas especially, yeah. right mm-hmm. so I think big three are also using that, like, consumer's inclination towards, you know, a higher price means better quality. Yeah, for sure. Or they're too trusting because, oh, you're known to be, it's a big brand. Yeah, so basically, we're
1: not without fault either. As a consumer, (laughs) we might not exactly be making the right decision. Like, for example, when I came to Canada first, it's a new country for me and I don't know who to trust. So Mm -hmm. I went for Rogers right away. As I became more informed, I was able to go and go to cheaper plans that went from Rogers to Fido and not to Freedom. Mm-hmm. But as a consumer we do have a responsibility to make the right decisions that affect the market as well, right? Yeah, we have to go for we have to give the underdogs a chance. We have to give the new companies trying to come in a chance. We have to hold our our, our most top indi- our most top leaders in the telecommunication industry. We have to hold them accountable. We mm-hmm. have to request them, we have to demand from them. Yeah. Better prices.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's unfortunate that we have to demand it from them because they don't have their priorities straight. But we have to.
0: I mean... And at the end of
1: the day, they're not evil. Like, I'm sure no. they're going to want to...
0: They want to help consumers through, right? Yeah. Because at I the mean, end of the day, it's going to benefit them. Yeah. And I, mean, I get it. I get their point, you know, piggybacking, letting the those MVNOs or, you know, new firms piggyback off their infrastructure is pretty crap yeah but seriously man like what the fuck you're charging me so much yeah like hundred dollars when i tell this to my friends and they guys i just can't believe that you know i'm paying hundred dollars for maybe like three gigs of data under a bell plan mm-hmm. and you know for uh not even the most latest one under contract but i'm paying 110 or hundred dollars
1: yeah and as much as we want innovation like we previously said these companies have the resources to come up with a better pricing model for us you know and i'm not talking about just giving us that one-off Discount when they say customers always first and they give you like 10% off, or they're like, okay, I'll just waive this fee for now. Like, that's great, but it's not giving us a long term solution to a problem because this really does affect the day to day life of people. And at the end of the day, you are providing the service for me. And I don't have a bank account full of cash. You know, I don't, I can't be paying $300 for every bill. Thankfully, I don't do that anymore, but um, I can't be doing that. So I want innovation and I want a better pricing model and I yeah. want competition to provide that and I think well not I want but I think the competition can provide that and more than that I think the government can
0: help mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I think you know government has all these regulations and all this framework there and I th- the issue is there is not enforcement of it yeah exactly right so I'm all for a free market I'm all for a free market economy you yeah, know let same. firms be uh you know not as highly regulated and you know because that then stifles innovation and competition too yeah. uh, but there has to be
1: a happy balance right? exactly there yeah. has to be a
0: balance because I feel like government has to enforce this regulation and uh, support new entrants you know help reduce the barriers to entering the market so maybe like passing regulation to man you know what they're considering under the CRTC review like you know bring on MVNOs or providing subsidies to the to startups you know mm-hmm. um, because if you enforce you're the government for god's sake like uh, a healthy competitive economy requires an effective government to enforce antitrust rules yeah. and mm-hmm. excessive lobbying is completely opposite of all that doing exactly. right now yeah. I mean you are the government of the people by the people and wait what was the last part let you right. tell them girl oh Right, for the people, exactly.
1: so buckle up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me what I need. <laughs> well, that's what I need, but the Western world needs innovation. They need diverse firms, mm-hmm. you know? They need firms that adapt to society's needs. And this is not just exclusive to the telecom sector. Mm-hmm. There's so many other sectors that do have oligopolies or monopolies in Canada. in Canada and throughout the world, and this includes airlines, financial industries, but that's just going to take up a whole other episode. So that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Okay, But, you know, the good news is... I just got an email from my internet provider today. TechSavvy is what I use. And my fee just dropped by $5. Oh, yay. (laughs) And the fee actually dropped because the CRTC, they are doing their job finally. They are pressing the big guys on providing their um, access, providing their cell towers, providing their whatever to these little guys at a lower rate. So because they are able to buy or rent the infrastructure from the big guys from a lower price... They're able to reduce my price. Oh, so
0: they're doing it for, like, internet companies. Yeah. Maybe start doing it for cell phone companies. Exactly, yeah.
1: So, that this is, like, I, the email actually explained very well, like, why. Like, why my price dropped. And that
0: they're saying... Do that you want to read out that part? I mean...
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. The last part. The bottom line? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, they're saying... Properly set wholesale rates spur a more competitive telecom market in Canada. So wholesale rates as in rates for the infrastructure. Yeah. Competition is the best way to serve consumers. Yeah. We've been basically saying that the whole episode. (laughs) It lowers prices. It brings more choices and increases innovation. Once again, we've been saying it for the whole episode. So the CRTC did something right. And Tech Savvy is asking me to hashtag thanks again CRTC. But, you know, I would say hashtag thanks. But hashtag you can do more. (laughs)
0: You
1: know, like I'm still paying a high price. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. good news at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was all for today. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again soon. Take care. Yeah.